Welcome to the Discipleship Discussions podcast. We believe everyone can be a disciple who makes disciples. Our goal is to help you with this process. Each week, we take the lesson taught through basic discipleship and break it down in a discussion format. Now, let's join today's discussion. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. So glad you are here. My name is Benji Linder, and with me as always is Dr. Patrick Latham. We're on lesson number five of the uh, basic uh, the doctrine of the Bible, um, and we're going to talk about sufficiency. Um, so within your teaching lesson that you just wrapped up, you talked about, and this was one of your teaching points, that Scripture discerns, discerns a person's psyche. And you really advocate it for using Scripture to really understand yourself and then understand where maybe even your emotions are. So expound on that point that you made there. Make it personable and applicable for yeah. everybody. So, so a lot of our spiritual life comes down to mental schemas, mm-hmm. mental processes, um, scripture teaches that the pathway to spiritual transformation goes through the mind. Mm-hmm. So the mind is affected and that results in an impact on the soul. Mm-hmm. So some have this mistaken view that somehow spiritual transformation is just going to mysteriously, magically come to the soul, which indeed God can, you know, impart grace to the soul, the spirit, um, but typically he does that through the transforming of our mind, Romans 12, 1 through 2, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So some kind of mistakenly say, well, Paul there had a real Greek kind of logic, logos, logos concept in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he's writing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and indeed, maybe the Jewish mind was a little bit more emotional and the Greek mind was a little bit more logical. But the fact still remains the Lord used both of those con- cultural concepts to impart Holy Spirit inspired truth. And indeed, Holy Spirit scripture teaches us that the pathway to spiritual transformation takes place through our minds. That's right. So then. Hebrews tells us that the Word of God is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it has this ability to penetrate. And he talks about soul, marrow, marrow, thoughts, intents of the hearts. So it's the idea that Scripture gets beneath the surface. When we read the Bible, when we hear, receive God's truth, it has the ability to get beneath the surface of what's going on on the outside and get to the heart of the matter. And Counseling, um, there's this term often used to speak of mental schema. So you're counseling with somebody, marriage problems, finance problems, relational problems, work problems. They're struggling, right? Usually there's some mental schema that needs to be reprogrammed or addressed. As Christian, you know, mental schema, that's the way they are processing things in a mental sense. As Christians, we would believe... How do you reprogram that person? How do you help them have healthy mental schemas? Well, it happens by giving them the truth of God, allowing their eyes to be enlightened with the Lord's truth. They learn to think in alignment with the truth. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Then they are able to address the maladies, the issues in their life. 
So, you know, I really believe this. I've seen it before. I'm struggling. I'm thinking in a sinful or selfish way. I don't have the ability to understand my heart and what's going on in my mind. You know, I'm not able. Have you ever had that before where you're struggling with something? You've got a friend and they're able to speak truth from the outside, like they're removed from the situation. Well, the Bible does something like that for us. You know, who can understand the heart of man? No one. Mm -hmm. So when we read Scripture, however, we have God as that friend from the outside speaking into our situation, delving into our psyche, unearthing what's going on in our mental schemas making us aware of deep and mysterious things in our hearts that we would never understand apart from the Word of God. Yeah. And typically when someone gives you advice, it's not like new revelation. It's just a reiteration of what you've yeah. already known, uh, which goes back to Scripture. And I, I cling to Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed mm -hmm. to the pattern of this world, but be renewed by your mind mm -hmm. so you may know God's will is good, perfect, and pleasing will. And as well as I, be, I, I believe this is in 2 Corinthians, one of those chapters that says, hold every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so applicable. Anytime mm -hmm. I have an anxious thought or anytime I'm I'm thinking irrationally. I have to think, okay, is my mind being conformed to the world? Is it being transformed by spirit? Number two, do I need to hold that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ? And yeah. um, those two things I cling to um, when understanding our psyche and our schema. Yeah, and then it's great. And practically, experientially, sometimes, you know, disciples will learn this as they, as they have a habit of reading and studying God's Word. You'll have those times where the, the Word is like a sledgehammer. You know, your Word is like a hammer. So I can remember a time I was kind of caught up in something that was sinful and selfish and attitude towards another, mm -hmm. and I was justifying it, and I was like using boundaries, like, yeah, I'm, I've got boundaries in my life, you know, I'm going to have these boundaries. Like, really, I was holding a grudge and wouldn't talk to the person. And I remember going to Scripture, and I'd been arguing my case with Laura, mm -hmm. and I went to Scripture one day, and I read in Proverbs, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. And it was like that verse right then was like that sword, Hebrews 4, 12. Like, That's right. You know, like right That's right. Sound soul. effects were golden right <laughs> and, there. It's like, and it's like, boom, yeah. it, it got to my psyche, yeah. you know, my soul. Mm -hmm. And that psyche is a biblical word, although kind of abused by it. some. It got to my soul and made me aware of what right. I needed. Greek roots, right? Psychology, the psyche, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so shift gears a little bit. The Scripture, the Bible, is full of wisdom, right? We look yeah. at books like um, Proverbs, and really all throughout um, the Bible we find wisdom. All right, so why do you think people remove themselves from using the Bible as a tool for wisdom? Like, why, why isn't that our first option? Sometimes it's our last option. So it, it's it's probably not as fashionable. You know, the newest book that's out, mm -hmm. uh, it the newest bestseller, you know, is often um, more desirable maybe, you know. Um, maybe people have a hard time understanding Scripture or they believe the lie that you can't understand mm -hmm. it. The other thing is Scripture, just like I said earlier, there's a way that seems right in it, man, but then there is death. I mean, that's convicting. That's like, boom, right in your face. Mm -hmm. Confront sin, confront mm -hmm. selfishness. So it's really many times with Scripture because you, you're making the Lord Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not Lord. This isn't human wisdom where I like this idea. Yeah, that kind of resonates with me. Oh, this philosophy kind of props me up and right. tells me how good I am and gives me, you know, mentioned an idea earlier that sounds good a lot of times, but may not always be as scriptural, you know. 
Um, sometimes we don't like the Bible because it's going to encourage us to humble ourselves and put others first, the essence of the great commandment. So it, it's easy to um, neglect Scripture for those reasons. But um, really the way up is down in the Christian life. When you do humble yourself and say, let God be true and every man a liar, as Paul said in Romans, I, I'm going to cherish the Word of God. You really do experience more of a blessing. Mm -hmm. When you go to the world's form of wisdom, man, you're just putting band-aids on cancer, right? Right. When you go to the Lord's wisdom, the word, you get right to the source and you get what you really need. You deal with not just the fruit of the problem, you get to the root of the problem. That's right. Did you mean the rhyme right there? The fruit and root? Uh, yeah. okay. No, actually, I'm a poet, and I didn't know it. <laughs> oh, that's there. So between the sound effects and the <laughs> rhyming, you're on point. All right, so final question. Uh, you made mention that Scripture matures a person, and we've seen this played out, mm -hmm. right? We've seen, I've seen it in the lives of middle schoolers. We're like, there's no way. Like, yeah. little Johnny, he ain't got a chance. And all of a sudden, you see the Lord working, and before you know it, you're like, man, I, I so Johnny may be more mature than I am. Yeah. So you've seen this play out. So how does Scripture mature a person? And specifically, can you share how Scripture has helped you to mature? Yeah. So, you know, there's just principles that you want to have on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the idea of the Bible. It's special revelation. It's direct speak from God. It's stuff that we would not know apart from God intervening in the time continuum of human history and using prophets and apostles to give this information. Right. So you you get you, you cut straight to the chase. You know, so I think of like in life, um, let's say teach my boys sports. You know, I know this like a baseball swing. If I never had any instruction, there's a lot I figured out on my own at some point or throwing a football. You know, when I, I figured out on my own over time, OK, the role of my feet in throwing a football. Mm -hmm. You know, I was one of these kids for a long time just trying to strong arm it. And then I learned, well, it seems like if with running, if I get some leverage with my feet and get up on my toes and shift my weight and bend at the hips and snap, you know, that throw the football better. That's I right. learned that on my own. Now I'm able to come along with my boys. I'm like, hey, boys, watch this. Mm -hmm. You know, for a while at their age, you taught them to bring the ball back like this, make the dinosaur, mm -hmm. you know. Just last night I was teaching them, hey, watch what I do with my feet and the way I twist and throw. You'll get a lot more power on your throw. So they've got someone, whereas I had to work through a lot of those things and get little tidbits of information and wrestle. It's so tough to learn it. With them, now they've got someone stepping up, speaking at a young age, showing them this is how you do it. I think that's what you get with Scripture. Mm -hmm. You immediately, you have God's wisdom right in front of you. Things that would take a lifetime to learn on your own. Beating your head against the wall over and over again. Now you got it right in front of you with the Bible. And so um, that's what's cool about it. I had a friend one time, we were talking about books, and he said, the power of books. He said, think about books like this. Usually a book is something written by an author. And that author, I mean, it's always something written by an author, right. but that author has almost invested a lifetime or a significant portion of life learning this material. Now he's passing on to you, and you can ingest it all within just a matter of a few hours. That's powerful when you sure. think about it. Mm -hmm. A guy who's an expert in any given field, you can get what he thinks about that field in your hand with a book. Now apply that to Scripture. 
You get what God thinks about life, you, himself, your marriage, your parenting, your relationships, your finances, joy, peace, depression. You get what God thinks about all of those things in your hand with the Bible. So it really is a great source of wisdom. Yeah. And I think about in the area of leadership, I have a passion about learning about leadership and any time. And I love actually to read secular leadership books Mm -hmm. because I can see how the gospel and the Bible and wisdom from the Bible Mm -hmm. is intertwined through there. They don't know it. But it's like that's exactly how God taught things, you know, when it comes to interpersonal relationship skills or building an organization. You look straight in the scripture and you see the principles there. Yeah, and you you know that's a good point. I think you know there, there's perhaps what do you think about this? Like there's perhaps there's been so much made about don't get away from the overall big story of scripture. Mm-hmm. See Jesus in every passage. Mm-hmm. That's true. However, comma when you read some of those stories, you know I think of like ones with David and King Saul. Yeah, you see this overall big narrative. That's right. But then also, don't you see like really cool stuff, nuts and bolts for all of life, just in how David handled the situation with Saul, like on how to handle a difficult person, leadership insecurity. Yeah, or the preparation. He didn't know when he fought off the line, you know, yeah. protecting his sheep. And yeah. he didn't know how being a shepherd is going to lead into being the, the shepherd king of Israel, which yeah. would then lead into the ultimate, the great shepherd, mm-hmm. uh, John 15. And so he he didn't know. Uh, but you're exactly right. You look through that, and th- that is a way of maturing us to look in the Scripture and see how God has worked in people's yeah. lives, and then we can take those same exact principles and make them applicable to 2020. Yeah. Yes, I think some people in the name of let's not forget the gospel, let's mm-hmm. not forget the big story, they've forgotten that and almost undermine the sufficiency of Scripture unwittingly that, hey, th- yes, keep the big picture in mind, but then also knowing all of these narratives and all these stories Whatsoever things were written out four time, I'm quoting King James here. Sure. Romans fifteen four were written for our learning, mm-hmm. so that we may have patient endurance and hope through the scriptures. So all those little stories, Hannah praying for a child, great nuggets of truth for mothers, you know, mm-hmm. praying for their children. So just all along the way, scripture sufficient in so many ways to give us wisdom for all areas of life. Absolutely. Any other closing comments, cries of outrage, rude remarks? No. Read your Bible, man. Cherish it. Love it. Um, That's right. Put down the phone sometime Mm -hmm. and just spend five minutes reading a chapter of Scripture instead of scanning. That's right. And I'm an advocate of no electronic devices when you're studying Scripture. And so I know people argue with me. It's like, I read the Bible on my phone. I always have my phone. It's like, hey, uh, let's not do that. Yeah, I yeah. promise you it will help you long term. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up everything for today. Uh, thank you for watching or listening to us. We look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on basic doctrine of the Bible. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast. For show notes, visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this discussion, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.